Yes, indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like if we use our stimulus money to buy baby chickens, does that mean we get money for nothing and the chicks for free? Hi, America. Hello. Nope. Wow. Buying chickens is on my bucket list. I just thought I'd share that with you. Nope. I'll tell you what. If there's a thief and they ever break into my house looking for money, I'll help them look. I just thought I'd share that with you. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind and that's the very tune she then snores. Let's have a listen tonight. (laughs) Simply the best. Better than all the rest. Is it too early? Is it too soon? To say that this is Series 4, episode number 1. We're back. We're better than before. We've made it to Series 4. Unbelievable. Remarkable times, ladies. I love it. I think we deserve a round of applause. Hurrah! Oh, snap! (laughs) Ching, son of coke. Do we get a wish? (laughs) Yeah. Good times. I love it. Do you love it, Miss Morris? I love it. Does it make you happy? Yes. It makes me happy. It's good time. Snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Like there's rules. <laughs> Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my long-suffering guests. Firstly, 
the mysterious and effervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also a producer and sound engineer. Heather loves getting cute morning texts like your order's been shipped. There you are. Welcome to the show, Miss <laughs> Nice. Morris. Hello. You having a good week? So far, so good. So far, things can only go downhill from this part on. But I'm excited. We have lots of fun and interesting things this evening. We have lots of questions that need to be answered. We're going to have a good time. I actually ordered some armor online this week, so now I'm waiting for my mail. Oh, God. <laughs> I also wish to introduce... The man and crazy! Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. If you want to impress Michelle with a car, it had better be a food truck. Welcome <laughs> to the show, Michelle. It's just so true. <laughs> I need to social distance myself from the refrigerator so I can flatten my curve. They are mad, they are bad, and they are paranormal. It is Series 4, Episode 1. It's going to be very difficult for me to keep saying Series 4. We did a 100 episodes in series three and it's almost become a convention isn't it mm-hmm. i have to stop myself and think hang on we're in series four these are incredible and remarkable times and we'll talk about that a little bit very shortly but i want to tell you that we have a listening party many people play along we have lots of fun and interesting things on facebook many of our listeners many of our followers like to answer all the questions we're about to penetrate intimately the round that we call general lack of knowledge and you can play along at home you can play along with everyone who's listening you can see if you're more intelligent than the panel in the room (laughs) it's a law of averages i think they're going to get more right to be honest my expectations are low having done this show for the last seven to eight years but if you wish to play along and i would recommend this highly because it's lots of fun and there's lots of banter there's lots of jivality there's lots of jokes cartoons and gif wars you can go right now to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee on Facebook, and you can play along. Now, let me tell you, boys and girls, you crazy kids, that we are now on a completely new streaming platform. We decided, in our infinite wisdom, that we couldn't possibly be removed or censored or have anything done to us if we actually owned the broadcasting station. So we went ahead, and we now have a broadcasting station. Yep. It is called Digistream Global. You can listen to us if you go to digistreamglobal.com at 10 o'clock every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world on all of our different platforms. But this is just a joy. This makes me very happy. I do want to say that we've had one or two teething problems because it took five days between us deciding that we wanted to have our own broadcasting station. And when I say digital broadcasting station, it's like Netflix or Amazon. There's going to be apps, and you click on them, and there's going to be TV shows, there's going to be other radio stations, there's going to be movies. We now own a streaming system, and you will be able to have it on your television, your iPad, your laptop, your phone. 
this is the future and we've got in at ground zero and this is where we are so we now have mqta network this is a joy isn't it it is to think we started off eight years ago around a kitchen table with a small little microphone on a laptop we now own a digital broadcasting station <laughs> if you want by the way a radio station to yourself or you want your own tv channel let me know we have the data and the technology to stream whatever we want if you write to me and say adrian I'd like my own television station. I can now make that happen for you. If you want Dave TV or Colin TV or Gavin Radio, these things are now possible. You need to get in contact with me and we can make that happen. But I wanted to mention this because we're having one or two teething problems. As you can imagine, we've had to write the software for this. So to write that software in five days and be up and running logos, all the websites and everything else is a remarkable thing. So I appreciate your patience for doing that but digistreamglobal.com is where we now are and of course we're going to be on all the other platforms as well and i'll talk about that in the mailbag section so as convention dictates with the tough silver gauntlets of martin's sponsored gong the strong gleaming breastplate of facts and the shiny hard helmet of statistics stand back ladies and gentlemen oh martin it is the gong of infinite knowledge that heralds in the first round proper feeling confident no a lot of crazy things happened today in the world in history yes on this very day in 1536 imagine such a time 1536 henry VIII's second wife anne boleyn was executed by having her head removed from her shoulders by a skilled french swordsman that would certainly do it wouldn't it yep. so for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Anne Berlin. Did you do any of the Tudors? Did you do English history at school? Were these people that you're familiar with? Nope. Well, it's going to be a long and tough round for you, <laughs> Morris. But then you use collective consciousness and your psychic skills to reach in and pull out the answers through blatant cheating, don't you? So I think we'll be okay. How many portraits are there? of Anne Boleyn. There's your first question. And let me say straight off the bat that many people in history have said she's the most influential queen in the history of Britain as someone who was married to a king rather than being a queen in their own right, like Queen Elizabeth I or Queen Victoria. She was the most influential woman in the history of British history because if it wasn't for her, we'd still be Catholic and we wouldn't be Protestant. Right. Because Henry VIII wanted to divorce Catherine of Aragon, his first wife. Anne Boleyn is responsible for the entire religion of Britain right now that the Queen is the head of the Church rather than the Pope. So she had quite an impact in the few years, in the three years that she was actually Queen. So, Miss Morris, someone will win the slippery points just by the fact that you've got to guess a number. How many portraits are there of Anne Boleyn? Zero. You are suggesting that the Queen, who was married to the King, has zero portraits yes. of herself. Would you like to tell me why, if that is your answer? No. You have no idea <laughs> why. You just think that this is the way to go. You're yes. going to go with a great big fat duck egg. Yep. Michelle, you can't go any lower. So in many respects, she shot herself there in the foot because I can't give you minus can i you can't go lower than zero so uh, any number you give me unless she's hit the nail on the head could be a winning number 
I know there's one for sure because she has the Anne Boleyn necklace. And there are others that are attributed as being Anne Boleyn, but they're not quite sure if it's her, if I remember right. I'm going to say one. You are going to say one. You are 100% correct. You have hit the nail on the head and you've given me a decent description. You shall get two Anne Boleyn, oh my God, I've lost my head, points. <laughs> You're kind of getting in the right area. When she was executed, Henry VIII destroyed every single painting of her he could find. Now, bearing in mind he's just cut her head off, if you owned a portrait of Anne Boleyn and the king says, I want you to get rid of it, it's going on the bonfire. Let's yep. get that straight out there. The image that you're familiar with, with the little bee, was done many, many years after she died. There is just one single contemporary little etching available that actually shows what she looked like at the time. All the others are guessing. They've been painted a long, long time after she died. But that contemporary etching of Anne exists, and it was from 1534. The answer was one. Henry VIII destroyed them all, and all the portraits of her were well after she had died. That's a fantastic start. Miss Morris was right to be pessimistic. Henry VIII creates a new church just to get a divorce, then kills his wife anyway. Now, Anne Boleyn was rumoured to have an extra what? There you go. What did she have an extra one of? Miss Morris. Finger. You are suggesting she had an extra finger. Any particular hand or finger you'd like to share that with me? Nope. I want you to commit yes detail is king pinky so she had an extra so that'll be your little finger then would it mm -hmm. and are you going to go left or right hand at this stage right so you are suggesting to me that she had an extra little finger on her right hand sure making her good at playing the piano and stretching an entire octave michelle you have many things mm -hmm. that she could have an extra one of to win your points you need to tell me what you think it is Heather's exactly right, but um, I know it's, she was accused of having an extra finger, but I'm going to say belly you button. You're going to say extra belly? You're not going to go nipple or anything like that? Or? Belly button. You're saying she had an extra... Can you have two belly buttons? Is that possible? Who knows? I guess our listeners will be uh, giving us that information online as we're currently motoring along here. Two belly buttons. Is that a possibility? Two umbilical know. cords. Two umbilical cords. You could absorb a twin, yeah. I guess. Like a little parasite. Comes running out in the middle of the night. <laughs> Runs across the bottom of the floor. Opening up the fridge. Maybe Bubsy. Sounds like an episode of the X-Files. Wasn't the first ever episode of X-Files like a, a parasite of a circus performer and it would crawl out in the middle of the night, commit crimes, and then attach itself? <laughs> it did! Put the money in a bag and no one gets her. It's like a little tiny parasite creepy. that would, yeah, had no legs, would creep along like a slug. Was it Total Recall where the guy had a parasite yes. in his stomach? There was another little fella in there, the wasn't there? Alien. So you're going to go with two belly buttons. Miss Morris, rather surprisingly, has hit the nail on the head. Again, it was a little finger of her right hand. So remarkably, you've scored 100%, both of you, for two questions that's quite and it was the left hand and it was the right pinky she was polydactyl of course now there is some confusion about this because that was written about by a catholic propagandist his name was nicholas sanders so he had everything to 
kind of complain about and moan about. He didn't like her. It was believed they never met in life. So they think he may have made this up as propaganda. Also said she had some buck teeth and a wart under her chin. I think Henry VIII, if he's got a pick of any woman, would probably not necessarily want to choose someone like that. Because Anne of Cleves, from northern Germany, had a face like a cow's ass apparently, and he saw a Holbein painting, thought, I'll marry that. And when she arrived, she was in a bit of a state. Didn't they call her the Mayor of Flanders, is that correct? That is. So I don't believe he would have married Anne Boleyn if she had all those things wrong with her. But he was a Catholic. He wrote this at the time. He also said, and I will quote him here, that she had the devil's spirit and she was a goggle-eyed prostitute. Oh. So a reasonable response based on the teachings of the Bible there. But yes, indeed, that was propaganda. But it is believed she may have had six fingers on her right hand. Miss Morris, you look like you've sat there and you've known that all your life. You look like you've... Learned nope. the Tudors. No idea. That was just a wild stab in the dark, which I'm sure went on behind the scenes of King Henry VIII's court on a regular basis. In a love letter to Anne Boleyn, and this love letter exists, I think it's in the British Library, Henry VIII described her breasts as being like what? There you go. By the way, he had an affair with her sister to start with. So keeping it in the family, I suggest. Pudding. Like a pudding. Aww. Any particular kind of pudding? No idea. What puddings can you get? Um, Steak and kidney. Ew. Spotted dick. Spotted dick. Your Some sort of pudding. <laughs> like a blancmange, a milk pudding? <laughs> like a couple of wobbly milk puddings? Yeah. Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. So he's written her a love letter saying... Your chesticles look like a lovely couple of milk puddings. Yes. Nom, 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 Michelle, you have an entire well of things to choose from. What do you think he compared her breasts to? Two little doves. Or pig's bum. <laughs> Good God. God, it was like two... A newborn little pig's bum. Like two Yorkshire white middle piglets trying to squeeze through the same hole and get into... Yeah. You have to slap their bottoms and they're going... <laughs> you have a very active and vivid imagination. Michelle, you are so close. It's um, it's not doves, but you are you are close. Pigeons. Keep going. Quail. Mm, go on. You're, you're, you're going to get it if we drag this out for long <laughs> enough. Think of your avian friends. What are we looking at here? He called them a couple of... Turtle doves. We've had doves. Not turtles. Oh, we're going to go through genus species now, are we, individually? Um, Two turtle doves. I'm going to have to give this to you. Yeah. It is. He said they were like two duckies. Duckies. Nesting. Uh, So when you said doves, I'm going to give you points. I mean, I'm feeling philanthropic. This is our first episode of Series 4. I think points need to be given away. But two duckies nesting. Her sister apparently was like two rock wallabies jockeying for position in a quilt cover. Nope, just me then. Wow. At least he never said, oh my God, look at that face. You're my next big mistake. Oh, jeez. I will tell you something very interesting about Anne Boleyn because she actually has quite a big role to play in my upbringing and my life. Does anyone want to jump in and know why Anne Boleyn is so important to me and my family in the East End of London? Any thoughts or suggestions or anything you'd like to interject at this stage, you can win yourself some random points. No. Anything you want to 
intercede with them, Michelle? She commissioned the cathedral that makes you a cockney. That makes me a cockney. That is true. I am a cockney. I was born within the sound of bow bells. I'm going to talk soccer. I'm talking football right now. Anything you'd like to bring up to the table at this point before I continue? My beloved West Ham United in the Premier League. I wouldn't say we're at the top. We're certainly in the middle. We're middling in the Premier League as a soccer team. Very working class. East End of London. My great, great uncle was their first ever goalkeeper. Ever. When they first started out as the Thames Ironworks back in the 1880s, would you believe? Anything you'd like to add? We have a little badge. Our badge for our soccer team. What would you call that? A badge over here? What's the emblem? Pin on the shirt. It's sewn on. It's embroidered. A badge, yeah. A badge, yeah. Is a castle. Anne Boleyn's castle. Oh, Heber? Um, she was born in Heber Castle. You're 100% correct. Your knowledge of the Tudors and Anne Boleyn is quite remarkable, of course. Heber Castle in Norfolk was where they believe she was born. Her castle where she lived was knocked down back in the uh, beginning of the last century. I think it may have been hit by some bombs dropped by a oh. Zeppelin. And it was in a ruin anyway, to be honest. it's not. Don't imagine there's a moat and you know, turrets and all that carry on. It was a pile of rubble, to be honest, at that time. But West Ham United, my beloved soccer team, their ground was on where her castle was. Mm. So the ground was called the Berlin Ground. The local pub everyone would go into before the match was called the Anne Berlin. And on the badge, we have a little castle representing Anne Berlin's castle. And my great-great-granddad, I've got pictures of him supporting West Ham United with a scarf around his neck back in the 1920s. In America, I'm always amazed that you have these amazing rivalries between, say, Green Bay and the Vikings. Well, how long has that been going on? I mean, it's only got to have been going on since the 60s, hasn't it? I mean, when was the first Super Bowl? 68, something like that? You know, this goes back. We've been fighting one another and playing one another at soccer since the 1870s, 1880s. So it's very, very important. Now, on this day in 1905... Las Vegas was founded in Nevada. So happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday. So Las Vegas. See how we jump from Tudor England and Amberlynn. By the way, I thought you both did very well. That's very impressive. I think you've been studying over the last couple of weeks. It was the books that Lisa and John yeah. bought us, isn't it? You've worked your way through them and now you are the font of all knowledge. Now on this day, as I said, 1905. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating laws of Las Vegas. Oh. Ever been to Las Vegas? Yes. What did you think? Somewhere you'd like to go again? How was it for you? I have fun there. I don't like to spend a lot of time there. I like to go... Maybe... How much money did you make? Yeah. <laughs> Those, that ship has sailed. Oh, dear. Well, there's still some strange niche, you know, people that would like that kind of thing. Probably. I, I wouldn't there's something yourself for out. everyone. Absolutely. There's some strange and odd people out there. I think yep. you'll be fine. So Thank what did you. you think? Would you go back? Did sure. you like it? I would like to go to the Grand Canyon next time I'm in Vegas. but I've actually been to the Grand Canyon, and I've been to Hoover Dam. I yep. was 10 years old. I have been to Las Vegas. My parents took me there when I was 10. We were over here visiting my cousins in Los Angeles, my distant cousins, and we drove across the Mojave Desert, and we ended up in Las Vegas. So I remember Las Vegas as a 10-year-old boy from grey, rainy, cold, miserable London, and all of a sudden it's roasting hot, there's all these lights, everything's flashing. You could imagine wide-eyed, pie-eyed, looking at everything. Yeah. So my 
view of Las Vegas, I'd like to go again just to see how it is from an adult's perspective rather than a child's. Because let's face facts, Las Vegas isn't for kids, is no. it? No. Although we did go to Circus Circus, and I thought that was very interesting as a child to see all of that carry on. Miss Morris, ever been to Las Vegas? No. Would you like to go? Yep. As soon as this shutdown's over, we should have an MQTA. Can you imagine the people that would join us out there if we had oh an MQTA trip to Las Vegas? We'd have people going out there. We could rent a floor of a hotel, couldn't we? That could be quite messy, couldn't it? Brilliant. I'm sure we could get into a lot of trouble. But they have some very strange, very odd and ridiculous laws. So you are welcome to grab your points again. You are not allowed to ride this animal down a highway in Las Vegas. A camel. You are suggesting. You're going with a camel, are you? Mm-hmm. You see lots of those in Las Vegas, do you? Mm-hmm. Is a collective noun for a camel a herd? Is it a herd of camels? Yeah. I think that sounds right. I was in North Africa, walking along the beach, and I'm a bit of a photographer, and I thought to myself, I was in Tunisia of all places, Carthage, and there's camels everywhere. And of course I want to take photographs. Fatal error. You take the photograph, and then the guy wants, you know, ten bucks. So I used to make sure, if I wanted to go out and take photographs, I wouldn't carry any money with me. I'd empty them out of my pockets and I'd say, like, I've got nothing on me. Sorry, mate. And your camel's not that good looking. No. Slap a bit of makeup on it and then, you know, we're in a different place. A little bit of camel rouge <laughs> would probably help enormously. Long eyelashes. But that is true. That's been my experience. Smelly animals. I've eaten a camel as well. We've had this discussion many times. I then smelt like how a camel smells for the next three or four days. You're sweating camel, weeing camel. Aww. It smells like the animal enclosure at Como Park Zoo. Not a good thing. I wouldn't Aww. advise you to eat a camel. Why camel, of all creatures? I don't know. You just picked camel. Yep. Seems very odd. Do you see a lot of camels in Las Vegas? I don't know. I haven't been there. Well, that is a good answer. But I'm sure you've seen a lot of TV shows. Did you go and see, is it Rick, with his Porn America, his shop? Was that around I've then? seen him. I went to a NASCAR race in Las Vegas, and he was sitting Could very be near to me. More redneck at this stage. I used to love NASCAR. <laughs> I get all the thrill and excitement of NASCAR at home by dropping a packet of Skittles down the toilet, pulling the chain, and watching all the colours go around in a circle. Yeah. So you watch NASCAR with Rick from very very nice man. Paul in America. That's Lovely. ridiculous. I felt bad because the whole race people kept coming up to him for pictures and autographs and I don't think he got to watch the race at that is, all. That is grim. You'd think people would have more respect. In Britain you would acknowledge a famous person but you wouldn't bother them. It's a very right. British I'm... thing. You know, I've, I've there's been times when I've hung out with some very famous people and not really said that much to them and discuss the weather and how are you and let them get on with it. Jeff Buckley, of course, was one of my mm -hmm. uh, more famous anecdotes that I've said in the past. Which animal are you going to go with? What are you not allowed to ride down the highway in Las Vegas? A tiger. A tiger. That's very topical at the moment. Miss Morris has again nailed it 100% on the head. It makes me think there's been an element of cheating. It makes me think when I went to squeeze the lemon... You've been rifling through my notes, Morris. Nope. So you're suggesting collective consciousness and psychic skills and your spirit guides presented to you a camel. Yep. If you think about it, they were very popular at the end of the 19th century because it is the desert. 
So they were a very popular animal. And when they built the highways, there was incidents and accidents, and they decided it was probably a good idea to pass a law to suggest that you couldn't ride your camel down the highway. I'm surprised you would get seen on the back of a camel actually on the highway due to all the camouflage. I'm here all week. <laughs> Tip your waitress and try the fish. Las Vegas is the gambling capital, of course. But what one item is illegal to pawn? You are not allowed to pawn this item. So if you've lost your shirt, <laughs> if you've lost all your money, if you've got nothing left, this item was made illegal to pawn. Your liver. Your liver. Oh. Your liver wouldn't be worth much, would it? Nope. Poor <laughs> thing. Been working overtime recently. Yep. I dread to think what that looks like. Yep. Like a shriveled raisin, I would suspect. You're going to just plop your liver out, are you? Yep. You can have it when I'm dead, or are they taking it at that moment? I don't know. You've it's no either clue. a liver or a kidney. So oh. any kind of bodily organs. Oh. Correct. You are not allowed to pawn. Correct. That makes perfect sense. You're gambling with your body parts there at that point, aren't you? Pretty grim. I see Michelle has gaze aversion. She's looking up at the sky. She's thinking about her answer. What are you not allowed to pawn in Las Vegas if you've run out of all your money? It was make I'm assuming lots of people did this and they thought perhaps it probably wasn't a good idea. Your home. Your home. I was thinking body parts. That was where I was going to go. Miss Morris hasn't won. But if you'd like another set of guesses, I'm welcome to embrace the idea. A body part, huh? Well, kind of. Kind of. Kind of a body part. Oh. You weren't born with them. <laughs> Balls? I was, you know, most, unless something's <laughs> gone seriously wrong in you the world. You said I wasn't born with them, but <laughs> no. I wasn't. That is true. 50% of the, well, 51% of the population born with them. don't have any. That is true. Some people are born with everything, of course. Why Maybe it's next? Maybelline. Maybe. I can't believe it's not better. Am I going to have to give you this? It's painful, isn't it? It is your dentures and your force teeth. I was going to say it. Yeah, of course you were. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah, I was going to win the point. It is your false teeth, which makes me think a lot of people were pawning their false teeth to get a few extra dollars because they'd lost all of the money. Your teeth sparkle like stars, and they come out at night. All very true. Did you hear about the old woman who went to the dentist and pulled her panties down? The dentist cried, I'm not a gynecologist. And she said, I know, I want my husband's teeth back. We are here all week. We're on DigiStream. We can say and do whatever we want. There is no censorship anymore. Kind of dangerous, really, isn't it? it I feel is. like we're kids. Edgy. We've got a box of matches. and Ooh. We're down the alleyway with my dad's pornographic magazines and some cigarettes. <laughs> Anything can happen from this point on. What children's toy is prohibited in Las Vegas? Kazoo. It's a kazoo. <laughs> Damn you and your kazoo ways, holding up old women and taking their pension money. Wow, we went on a spree of thievery and my lips were red raw the next day. Just thought oh, I'd God. share that with you. There's delinquent gangs of kids hanging around the golden nugget, armed only with a kazoo. Yep. And you're suggesting that child's toy has been banned in... Las Vegas. Yep. Well, this leaves a whole world of children's toys. Or a whistle. But, yeah. 
Any type of penny whistle? Or what are we looking at here? Doesn't matter. You're blowing a penny whistle and chugging on a kazoo. Yeah. What an evening that was. <laughs> Corrie. What children's toy has been banned? Or a yo-yo. She's taking all your answers. You better get in here quick. A yo-yo? Yeah. That's a dangerous weapon. They were used by Aboriginals back in the day to kill animals. They would fling them out and strike the animal. They like all that stuff that comes back to you. They do, like a stick. Yeah. Like a boomerang. Curved stick. <laughs> I like the fact that there's an Aboriginal that's just had a shave all over and he's gone out with his yo-yo. Like, you've been hit by, you've been hit by a smooth Aboriginal. I love this show. I love <laughs> this show. It makes me very happy. That's still... An opportunity for you to win some points if you can think of a child's toy. I bet you had one. I'm sure you had one. A pogo stick. That's a fantastic idea. I've seen nothing but bad things with pogo sticks. Me too. What was that show where people used to send in their video clips? America's Funniest Home Videos. And there's always someone's granddad or stepdad or (laughs) uncle who suddenly gets his testicles destroyed by a pogo stick. You're sat there thinking, next? Yeah, <laughs> who wants the next go? It is a hula hoop. Oh, Did you used to have a hula hoop? I have one in my garage. I told you I had one, didn't I? You know you're in trouble, though, Michelle, when your hula hoop fits. <laughs> wow, that's unpleasant, and that's on film as well. You better be careful. Did you have a hula hoop, Morris? No. Nope. You never had one? No. Nope. My sister had one. I think it was green. I went to the fair... Just because, you know, I'm a cultural sponge and I want to try all the foods and experience everything it is to be Minnesotan. And they had a hula hoop competition. And whoever went the longest won a prize. I can't remember for the life of me what it was. But there's little kids that can just do that for hours. So in the end, the guy that was the DJ, and this was being broadcast live on air on K-Talk or one of those channels, had to step in and give everyone a prize because there's little eight-year-old girls that are just doing it for fun. And when they reach the second hour... Everyone had kind of given up interest, to be <laughs> Gone honest. home. Gone home. Just, just wind whistling through, tumbleweeds, the sound of a distant bell in a church tower. Saturn is, of course, the undefeated solar system hula hoop champion, just like yes. I'd share that with. Now, you are throwing a successful children's party. Picture the scene. You're in Las Vegas. You're in one of the suburbs. It's your child's birthday party. You want to hire some entertainment, but the law says you cannot hire... A what? Chippendale stripper. For your kids. Go stand at the back. Unbelievable. Can't you're, do it. Harley. <laughs> tried. Can't do it. You're you're thinking of hiring a Chippendale stripper. Yep. What are that Australian big down under? What are they called? Thunder, Thunder. from Thunder. down under. Thunder from down under. Have you seen such wonders? I've actually seen a picture of you oiling up. A stripper. <gasps> yeah. I think you need to tell that story. Why? Because it's interesting. I was there. I put my name on a ticket. They drew my name, and I didn't know what I won until they said, guess what? We'd like you to come backstage, and they had me oil down all the guys before the show. All the guys. Were they everywhere? I mean, were they kind of... I mean, I, I'd like to no, think... No, they weren't. That, you know, is that what you think they were... No. I mean, this is where we are, no. are we? Mm-mm. 
Was that when you met this bad boy Brian, or was that a different time? That was midget wrestling. That was. I'm getting confused. Midget <laughs> wrestling strippers. And I have a picture of that as well. Good God, madam. How old were you when you oiled up strippers? Probably 23. This maybe? reminds me of Dumb and Dumber at the end, of course, when that coach pulls up with all those women in, and they wanted a couple of lads to oil them up, and they pointed them in the direction of the town. Do you remember? Yes, I went home with a pair of underwear that weren't my own, if that helps. Wow. Were you wearing them? I was going to say, I know they were yours. signed by Magnum. <laughs> That's some sort of ice lolly, isn't it? That's some sort of dessert. It's got like hard mm. brown chocolate on the outside and a soft center. That's what I found. Oh, my <gasps> life. Whoa. You can How tell you? that we're on our own broadcasting station. We wouldn't have got away with this last week. We'd have been in all kinds of hurt. And pain, wouldn't we? We'd have a $10,000 fine. So you're saying it is illegal in Las Vegas to hire or rent a stripper? Yes. What does that leave you with, Michelle? What are your thoughts? Magician. Let's spread this out a little bit more. And it's not just children's parties. You are not allowed to hire or rent this type of person for anything. Whether it's doing your roof, whether it's uh, plumbing, cutting your yard, grass, fiddling with your carburetor in your 1972 Plymouth. You are not allowed to hire or employ this type of person. A stripper. You're convinced it's a stripper. Yeah. No one else is going to jump in and win some Can't stuff. hire a stripper to roof my house. Let me tell you that I think this law probably came about in the 1950s. 50s when there was a lot of uh, drug dealer issues with Mob this type boss. of person. We're going down the right road. I'm going to tell you this. You're not allowed to hire or rent for any kind of work. Mafia. A communist. So no red clowns there, unfortunately. Huh. You are not allowed. Do you remember MacArthur and all the communism back in the late 50s? Nope, I wasn't born. Well, I wasn't <laughs> born in a bar, but I had to choke my own chicken. We just had an entire Whoa. round of Anne Boleyn. I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't around in 1534. But I've read about it. I know about these things. I used to think that Little Red Riding Hood was a Russian contraceptive. So let's put that straight out there. There are some points still to be won. You cannot do this in a plane in Las Vegas. And it is an activity. Stripper. Strip. She's got it on the mind now. She can't get it out of her head. Look. She's got that distant, far away sparkle in her eye. Yeah. I'm going to have to get you back on task here, Morris. No lap dances on the plane. So you cannot Tried do it, this activity on a plane, and you're suggesting it is the removal of clothes to the sound of Thunderstruck by ACDC. Yep. That's a good answer. I like it. What are you not allowed to do on a plane? Join the Mile High Club. It's an activity. I will tell you, you're not allowed to shoot animals. I think a lot of people were hunting by using small aircraft and helicopters. <gasps> oh. And they banned hunting animals. As bizarre as that sounds, it is illegal to hunt from an aeroplane in Las Vegas. You're not allowed to shoot animals. You know, I pictured them actually shooting animals that were on the plane. That would I be... did too. So that they've let like... loose an antelope. On the plane. There's a couple of bongos running around. You've got your dart gun. Yeah. There you go. If that breaks the fuselage, you've got problems though. I've seen in the film Goldfinger by James Bond what happens. He uh, had a bit of an accident, didn't he? Sucked out through the window. You don't want to depressurize a cabin by firing a gun through the fuselage. But your brain's working very bizarre and mysterious ways that you thought that could actually happen. 
Las Vegas is in the process of unveiling the world's largest Ferris wheel. So an entirely new way to throw up on the streets of Las Vegas. <laughs> that was then. But <gasps> this is now as we enter our favourite part of the show. It's the Malbec. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, if you wish to share your thoughts, if you wish to tell us the things that you like about the show, the things that you want to hear, the things that perhaps you wish we would do, you're more than welcome to write to us at any time. I will read them out. So this is a big shout out to the people that don't know what the opposite of in is. If you've worked that out, you're very clever. So we normally read out the mailbag. I do want to say before we jump in so far that we had so much support and amazing comments when we announced that we were starting our own digital streaming platform that i just want to say a big thank you we really appreciate here at mqta um your support and your patience it means a lot we do this for you this is a non-profit organization we didn't get paid a single cent would you believe from the dark matter digital network in eight years we never received a single penny so a lot of people i know was subscribed to that platform but we never saw any of that so we worked purely as a non-profit just for the love of it so we really appreciate you being patient with us it is no mean task to get a digital streaming platform up and running within five days so that is remarkable and we had so many people writing so many people wishing us their best support that i couldn't possibly read all of them out there was literally hundreds of people on our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee which is the place to go of course if you wish to write to us at any time this show's free it will always be free we do actually have day jobs uh, while i'm sat here i'm being taken away from my books and my writing as i said if you wish to write to us facebook is the way to go and the biggest thing you can actually do for us this is something i'd like you to do we don't ask you to do much for us we're on a new digital streaming platform the best thing you can do for us over the next couple of weeks is tell as many people as possible that we're currently on here so if you know friends if you want to invite people onto facebook i know several people this week actually invited people onto the facebook wall from their own facebook friends if you wish to invite people onto that mqta facebook wall i'd appreciate that if you wish to spread the word if you cut and paste the link and tell the people on your own social media platforms that you're listening to us we would really really appreciate that the one thing i haven't shared with you about owning a digital streaming platform is we can now go live and have our own tv channel that you can watch on the television just in the same way that you'd click on netflix or amazon or any of those platforms we'll have our own one called digistream we can actually do live paranormal investigations you can actually join us live on a paranormal investigation with the international paranormal society the talks that i've done all over the midwest all of the lectures i've done you can actually watch them live we'll have our own channel you can tune in at eight o'clock i'll be going live for example doing my talk the last one i did was at the mabel tainter theater in menominee in wisconsin and my talks my lectures can go live there's so many possibilities it's absolutely ridiculous and as i said across all of our platforms we have a hundred thousand listeners in 190 countries all over the world so if you wish to catch us first 10 p.m press the play button if everyone starts together at the same time on a friday night on digistreamglobal.com then we can all play along at the same time now miss morris would you like to tell 
uh, aesthetically pleasing boys and girls. What they can do if they wish to donate a single dollar to our show, what they will get and where they need to go. Well, you can go to Patreon to see all of the episodes and the current episodes before anyone else on the SoundCloud system. And you will also be able to access some of our shows on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, Brussels Sprouts, Buzzsprout. Yeah. There's a whole list of platforms. We're pretty much on everything. And you get a little bit extra. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes. We stay in the studio at the top of the hour. And we do a round called Not For Your Mother. How would you describe that round, Miss Morris? It's naughty. It is naughty. It's loaded with innuendos. We come across stories from around the world of a rather adult nature, rather sexual. And we read them out in a round called Not For Your Mother that we do when we go off air. But we stay in the studio and record that. So your incentive, your Easter egg, for coming to find us on any of those platforms is that you will hear an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth and people say it's their favourite part of the show and I can't disagree with them. So that's on SoundCloud, MQTA Radio and all of the other platforms. If you wish to donate a dollar to the show, you will get videos, you will get to see us in the studio. We're going to wave to the camera at this very moment in time and acknowledge everyone who's currently watching us on there. Now obviously with everything that's gone on in the last couple of weeks, we're a little bit behind. But again, if you show some patience over the course of the next few weeks, we will be putting those up there. Today was rather momentous for me. I will share with you the fact that I have finished my next book. I finished writing that today. It's still got to be proofread. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate the applause and the support. When you write a book, only half the job's done. You've still got the proofreading, the editing. You've got to set it. There's the jacket, the marketing. So you finish writing your book. You sit back. You take a deep breath and you think, I've just finished my book. And then the work begins. Is what takes place. And it's the boring part. Being creative and writing the book's easy. But yes, that is finished. I will tell you right now, I have never written a book like this before, ever. This is my first ever fiction book. All my other books have been history, they've been on quantum physics, they've been on UFOs, they've been on ghosts and hauntings. This is actually a fictional story set in Minnesota about, of all things, and you're going to have to gird your loins, about a vampire. It's a vampire story. It's called A Vampire Lost in Minnesota. That is my next book, so have a look for that. I'm going to talk about that a bit more over the next few weeks, but that's very exciting times for me. You can find me on Twitter, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And I have many other books out there. If you're interested in hauntings, in ghosts, in being psychic, in UFOs, go on to Amazon. I write Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota, Connecting Ghosts and UFOs, How to Be a Christian Psychic, and many, many more things. And if you're sat at home bored, go on to YouTube Search for more questions and answers or Adrian Lee and Ghost, for example, and you will find all kinds of lectures, all kinds of talks, all kinds of outtakes that we've been told are very funny. <laughs> now, Michelle's on four, Heather's on four. I'm yet to score. There's all kinds of cheating taking place as we enter the second round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. A haunted Louisiana mansion compared to the Amateurville Horror House is being given away for free to anybody brave enough to live in it. But its listing has prompted people to share spooky memories of the property. 
including one ex-resident who creepily claims her great granny's spirit still stirs the pots in the kitchen. I wish I had a ghost doing all my kitchen, Alia. Right. Be useful when you have a ghost do the washing up. Maybe do a bit of cooking. Wouldn't be the end of the world, would it? Fantasia. I'd be happy with that. That's a good idea. I like that. The four-bedroom, three-bathroom house in Youngsville. Been a long time since you were at Youngsville, Michelle. Yeah. Was built in the 1930s. But its spine-chilling reputation is seemingly throwing a wrench in its current owner's attempt to get rid of it, despite trying to give it away. McLean's investment co-owner Sylvia McLean shared three snaps of the house on Facebook to convince a suitor to move in and restore it so they could build a new property on the land. However, numerous ex-residents and visitors replied, revealing their spooky experiences in the house. Former resident Dawn Velot de Clau claims the ghoul that occupies the house is her own great-grandmother Adele, <laughs> a four-foot, nine-inch woman who lived to about 90 years old and favoured being in the kitchen. Dawn's family owned the 160-acre plot that the house was built on from 1860 for more than 100 years, and she lived there in the last year in 18... I was going to say 18, that's 1981. Her grandparents built and owned the house by the side of the family's plantation, and her great-grandmother lived there most of her life until she died in the front room in 1967. Dawn, whose family moved out in the 1980s, said... We believe Adele is the ghost, but she's not menacing at all. She was always digging in the pots, like when you have something on the stove and someone goes and looks in the pot and stirs it around. Do you remember the days when your mother used to boil socks and underwear? Did you used to have that in this country, like a big pot to boil things on on the stove? My grandma had one, but had it was one. like for head cheese. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you'd be like boiling your dad's handkerchiefs. It'd be like one big bubbly collection of dad's snot and socks and all kinds of nastiness. Wow. Boiling your clothes. She was well known for that. And so when we lived there, we used to hear all the time jangling of the pots. And when she had something on the stove, you could hear somebody picking up the lid. But there was nobody in the kitchen. The state agent Sylvia went to the same school as Dawn and grew up just six miles from the house. Sylvia, 67, said, I don't know if it's haunted, but I do know about the rumours surrounding the house. I'm aware there's a lot of talk about the house being haunted. I remember this sounds like the St. James Hotel in Red Wing in Minnesota. They have an area behind the back of the kitchen called Spooky World, and they have all the pots and pans hanging up from the kitchen and they all used to clang together and bang about and the staff would be reluctant to go in there they claimed it was one of the haunted most haunted places in the hotel i think it had more to do with the fact that there was a big road the other side of that wall with all the articulated semis and all of the trucks that used to go up and down and you'd have all the pots and pans hanging from the ceiling clunking and clanging together wow the house is haunted and free, or we'll just have to wait and see. You decide for yourself. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? The ghostly costume figure has been scaring residents into staying indoors in the Indian village of Odisha. 
back on April 17th, or as we like to say it, My Adrian's birthday. birthday. Yay! Yay! Hurrah! The story of volunteers dressing up as ghosts in Indonesia's Kapu village in an attempt to scare people into complying with the coronavirus lockdown restrictions made its announcement. It's an idea that seems to have been getting around, as it has since been reported that a woman in India has been doing pretty much the same thing while dressed up as a specter, with long black hair, chalk white skin, and a black flowing sari. The woman has turned more than a few heads recently, and according to reports, has proven quite effective at eliciting compliance, so she's scaring the crap out of them. Get back in your house. Get back in there, boy. Yes. Don't you come out. Don't you show your face. Well, yes. I wouldn't argue with an Indian woman. She was, she was allegedly hired by the village council to help support efforts to enforce the lockdown. This does seem like a scene from a comedy horror film, said the film director Madharita Anandad. Dad. I think you're just making stuff up now, literally. Something like that. It's Madahari. Oh, sure. Maybe nice. something. I don't know. Sorry. Well, you've got the story. What did Sorry. you say? Sorry. I know. Got that, did you? Wow. Full marks for creativity to the person who thought about this. We also need to educate people so that they do not take the pandemic lightly and do not fall for rumors, even if it's a ghost wandering around telling you to get back in your house. Get back in there. Do it don't now. Don't you come oh, out. No. Turn that bloody light off. Do it now. Get in Go there. away. Liam Payne was given the willies by a ghost in his bedroom. Ooh. Not for the first time, I'm sure. Is Willie? The ex-One Direction singer told how he was woken up by a loud bang in the middle of the night. Not for the first time, I'm sure. When <laughs> Liam, 26, called out, his wardrobe light came on. The star is now determined to capture the ghoul on film at his West London home. Liam, who sang on One Direction's 2011 hit, number one hit, What Makes You Beautiful?, Three beers, apparently. Explained I was in bed the other night, and there was a bang. I tried to do the whole Ghost Adventures recording thing. I'm sat in my room going, is anybody there? Did you just make that knock? Then the wardrobe light in my room came on, and the door of the wardrobe was closed. Something had to move. It was a freaky moment, for sure. Speaking on his YouTube channel, Liam added, I'm going to do a video of something investigating to see if I can find something because I like this stuff. It scares the crap out of me. Don't get me wrong, but it's fun. It's not the first time Liam has been spooked by a spirit. In 2017, he told how then-girlfriend Cheryl Tweedy, 36, refused to sleep in a room at his L.A. mansion whilst pregnant as it was haunted. He said, we've got a ghost in our top bedroom. I've never seen him but her new lights were coming on at 3am. Things that go bang in the night, or the whole thing's a crock of shenanigans. <laughs> you decide. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the story for yourself in glorious Technicolor and 3D. Miss Corrie, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? British Museum guards hear ghostly footsteps and mystery crying at night. British Museum guards have reported a series of spooky goings-on, including ghostly footsteps and mysterious crying among the exhibits. Workers at the London attraction, 
which is home to more than 8 million ancient artifacts, has been hearing things go bump in the night. Some have reported doors swinging open, fire alarms sounding at midnight, and chilling music floating through the galleries of the 18th and 19th century building, 1843 Magazine reports. Others say glowing white orbs, had to say it, have been nice. spotted. We don't do all. What's wrong with you? <laughs> all right. Next, tourists have even been reported seeing the ghost of a female dwarf in the reflection of a glass case holding a 16th century mechanical galleon. What's this, the Wizard of Oz? It's awesome. Unbelievable. The spooky tales have been collated by artist Noah Angel, who spent four years talking to 50 employees about their experiences. Among more ghostly stories is from Bill Harry, who said he felt the temperature drop dramatically while in the ancient Egypt gallery, where 19 mummies are on display. I love the British Museum. I love it's it free. Too. It's free. All the museums and galleries in Britain are mm -hmm. free. Our national lottery helps to pay for those, but we're very socialist in Europe, aren't we? It's Education good. for it's the great. masses. But if you go in there for free, they've got all the Egyptian mummies. Mm -hmm. You can do parties. We were talking about children's parties. You can hire the entire Egyptology section and have your kids stay in there yes. overnight for a party in amongst all the mummies with their sleeping bags. So good. It's a joy, isn't it? The guard who worked at the museum for 29 years said it was like walking into a freezer. My stomach would turn over. The feel of the gallery was, well, you wanted to get out. I'm a great believer that wherever you're buried, you should stay there. A lot of the mummies there should go back into their graves. Yes, well, they were taken out in the first place, weren't they? By yeah, imperialistic Brits who thought it was a good idea to dig up all the Egyptology and Greek ancient monuments and ship them back. To Britain, in the British Museum, they actually have a Greek temple, mm -hmm. and they literally took it brick by brick and brought it back to the British Museum and rebuilt it again. Yeah. They have the friezes along the top of the Parthenon, the Elgin marbles, mm -hmm. which we managed to prize off with a crowbar, so that was good news for us. The first Egyptian room is also home to the mummy case of a high priestess of the Temple of Amun-Ra, and she is known as the Unlucky Mummy. It was donated to the British Museum in July of 1889, has been blamed with causing death, injury, and even catastrophes such as the sinking of the Titanic. That's grim. Yeah. There's also been supernatural stories attached to the Elgin Marbles. There you go. Which were removed from the Parthenon in Greece in the 1800s. The interesting thing was that the Greeks were actually using the Parthenon as target practice. They were firing shells at it and were trying to actually, you know, destroy it. And we took those marbles and brought them back to Britain. If we hadn't have done that, they wouldn't exist right now. They wouldn't even have them. So there's been lots of problems with Anglo-Greek relations that they want their marbles back. And we kind of said, well, we took them because you were going to destroy them and now you want them back again. Yeah. So uh, there's a little bit of discomfort there. There's a little bit of politics in that. But the British Museum is a fabulous place to be. What else have we got there, Michelle? According to the legend among workers, the sculptures were heard weeping inside the crate as they were moved to the United Kingdom. Other guards claim that they have bolted the doors to the Sutton Hoo Gallery just to find out they were wide open again moments later. One worker said they heard fire alarms ringing throughout the museum after pointing at the figure of a two-headed dog 
made in the 19th century. Cerberus. I actually knew a woman who was a curator in the British Museum, and she actually gave me a guided tour <gasps> behind the scenes. Oh. And in the Victorian period, the Victorians were so prudish that they would go around all of the statues and chisel off the penises yes. of the statues in the same way that would paint a fig leaf on Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. you know, in the frescoes in Renaissance Italy. And she opened up all these little drawers and there was all these penises and her job was to match the penis with the statue and she'd go around with a tube huh. of super glue. <laughs> Not many people have that job in life, do they? No, I just wanted to say that the British Museum was established in 1753 and opened six years later at Montague House. It's a fabulous place. I would it highly is. recommend that. It's free to get in. And I've had many a happy afternoon. I remember taking my dad there one evening a week. They open up one of the galleries and do a wine tasting. So I don't drink, but I took my dad. I met him from work and we went around one of the galleries and he was drinking a glass of wine. It was very civilized. So nice. There was a quartet of strings playing a bit of Mozart. These are the things I miss about sitting here in the middle of a bean field while you talk about NASCAR. I do I have to say that? I well, have varied interests. Yes, I mean, I can't <laughs> deny it. It's every colour of the rectum. We now enter the round that we cannot do on air called Not For Your Mother. So thank you for coming to find us. We appreciate your continued support and the fact that you've made the effort. Why not share the link on your social media and tell the whole wide world that you're listening to some filth on the, I was going to say the Dark Matter Digital <laughs> Network. It's so, Having yeah, done that for so many, many years. years. It's made synaptic links, and they're very difficult to get rid of. That's mm. some sort of shock therapy at that point, isn't it, to break those I'll do it. Synaptic. So every time I think of it, I say it, you're going to electrocute me. Is that I'll get gonna... Heather's shocker. Uh, wow. <laughs> you're going to give me the shocker. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. Perfect. It's the right part of the show to do it in. I will say that straight off the bat. If you've got children that are running around, small minors in the room, I would remove them. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, I would usher her off to bed with some milk and cookies. Because this is the round that is. Not for your mother, it's the stories from around the world laden with an adult nature. So you have been warned. I think I'll kick off tonight. Mm. A dad was left red-faced after a penis-shaped sweat patch appeared on his t-shirt during a family bike ride Where? with his young children. Where on the t-shirt? On the back. He had a penis on his back, is what happened. James Sharp. There's a lovely picture of this, by the way. If you go to our Facebook site, mm. you'll see a nice picture of this, and you'll be able to see it for yourself. And it's rather large. James Sharp and partner Emma Hill had to hide their laughter from their kids after working up a sweat on a bike ride in the sweltering heat. You don't often get the word sweltering heat and a bike ride in Britain in the same sentence. No, I will share that with you. Especially in May. Emma, 31, was left in hysterics after they got home and her partner took off his backpack, revealing a risky imprint of sweat on his T-shirt that looked like an enormous metal appendage. The parents had to do some quick thinking when their young daughter noticed that the shape had drawn their attention. Miss Hill of Featherstone, West Yorkshire, said, My nine-year-old, well, she was with us as well. And it was funny. Because she thinks it's a nose. <laughs> as long as it's not a runny nose, I think you'll yeah, get away with it. We haven't told her it's a penis. She doesn't understand why we're laughing so much because she thinks it looks just like a nose. The innocence of a nine-year-old. She didn't understand why we were all laughing. She just said, oh, is that because Daddy has a big nose on his back? Wow. Mummy had a lot of big noses apparently at college. Oh. 
despite going for regular bike rides during the lockdown and using the same bag, the mum of two claims it is the first time her partner, who works as a train driver, has never been left red-faced with a member on his back. Well, not that she's aware of. No. He does usually sweat, but I've never seen a perfect phallus on his back before. He took it off and I said, oh my God, James, you've got a penis on your back. Words you never thought you'd hear your loved ones say. She wanted a moaner, but she got a sweater. Sweater. <laughs> <laughs> if only there were points available, I would have given you some. Miss Hill snapped a photo of the incident and shared it on Facebook, where it got more than 13,000 likes. A large, sweaty nose, or that just blows. You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the large, sweaty appendage for... <laughs> oh, God. What are we doing? We're peddling pornography. God, I'm Hugh Hefner. Hang on, let me get my pipe and my smoking jacket. It's outrageous, madam. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round called Not For Your Mother? Oh, a mum was left horrified after discovering a very X-rated addition to her daughter's playset. Nice. Talking to the Facebook group Kmart Hacks and Decor. Classy. Yes, everyone goes there. The Aussie mum explained that she had bought the Dream Winter Palace set from the store and hadn't noticed the rude feature until unpacking it sharing a photo of the horse included in the set she pointed out that it had a rather um phallic feature was it anatomically correct and this no. is a horse right no no it wasn't i'm intrigued she wrote kk mart Subliminal messages or the guys at the castle making factory were high as flip. And fellow group members were equally outraged, agreeing that it looked like something else in the comments. Yes, that looks just wrong. Oh dear, said one, while another piped in. My son calls unicorns hornycorns. Nice. Perhaps he's on to something. As long as he doesn't popcorn, we'll be fine. Yes. Another simply said, what a dickhead. So you're telling me that they needed some extra plastic at the moulding factory for this particular horse. Evidently, these horses are unicorns or fancy, fantasy carriage drawing horses. Yes, for little girls with a princess castle. Yes, yes. And this is rather large in the underside. No. no. Oh, my. Oh, the horn on its head. Mm -hmm. I see what's happened here. Okay, I've got you. Eventually, someone clarified that it was actually not meant to be a unicorn, but rather a horse with a feather or plume atop its head. Wow. Yes. In what world does that look like a flipping feather? One asked, aghast, while another agreed. That is the most penis-looking feather I've ever seen. The original poster jumped back on, thanking everyone for clarifying. Please excuse my confusion. I had so many people point out that it is not, in fact, a unicorn, but a, ho a horse with a feather, she said, adding, like, all right, let's correct me on that part, but never mind that hugely odd-shaped feather. How bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Some strange people. We have come across toys, haven't we, that have been made 
in various Asian countries from around the world where they've been a little bit, shall we Sloppy. say, <laughs> in, in the manufacturing process. Let me just say, for every 10 they make, they could have saved themselves some plastic and made an 11th one. Yes. Do you hear what I'm saying mm. here? Penis looking feather. What have you got for me next, Heather? <laughs> you can see that. That story is posted on our Facebook yes. site if you wish to see that particular horse in all its resplendent forehead glory. <laughs> what is Ikea known for? Meatballs. Making futons, your own furniture. Taking well, a dump in a toilet that's not plugged in. How about Pencils. Ikea masturbation video? I saw that. The video? You it. watched it? No, I heard him talking about it on the television. Uh-oh. A couple of meatballs and a futon. IKEA has said it will take more careful security measures in its shops in China after an explicit video of a woman masturbating in one of its stores went viral <laughs> online. It wasn't me. Wow. It wasn't there. I will tell you that when I was in my early 20s and I didn't have much money, oh I hit Ikea hard and I ended up getting a futon and it would have been more comfortable to have fallen asleep on a rack. I, I, I tell you what. <laughs> Bed of nails. Yeah, and I don't mean a country in the no. Far East. I have never been so uncomfortable in all my life. It was reasonable for me at the age of 22 or 23 to pretty much be sleeping on a floor. If I was to sleep on that futon now, at the age I'm currently at, I would not be able to walk for a week. I just thought I'd share that with you. But every piece of furniture in my house came from Ikea because it was cheap and I couldn't afford anything else. So I've been there. It was full of married couples who don't have much money picking out strange and bizarre postmodernist Swedish architectural furniture. Well, then I guess this woman that was masturbating was just checking the durability. Yes, yeah, seeing if it would wear out. She's going to wear it out, I think, by the way she's going for it. The pornographic clip shows a woman pleasuring herself half-naked on various sofas and beds in the furniture store's showroom, while oblivious shoppers walk by in the background. While uncensored versions of the video have been scrubbed from Chinese social media which means it may still be out there if yeah. we look really hard. Oh, once it's on the internet, That's it's there for it. life. You can't get rid of that stuff. The Swedish company's response to the clip gained 9 million views. They said, We resolutely oppose and condemn this kind of behavior and immediately reported it to the police in the city of the suspected store. Spoil sports. I know. Okay, open. They wouldn't even name... The branch. Well, I suppose they couldn't afford to clean all the furniture, oh. could they? Oh. Yo. Christ above. So don't name the store. Don't. Yeah. Nice. Give your Some IKEA furniture would... a wipe down before you bring it home. There'd be people pay for that, I tell you. It's slightly used. Slightly yeah. moist. <gasps> the homeware group said Saturday that it would take even more careful security and public cleanliness measures and encouraged all customers to browse stores in an orderly and civilized way. You can't be more orderly than masturbating. By the way, orderly and civilized in Ikea does not come into it because I've seen what the kids get up to in the ball pond. 
Oh. And there's, there's a ball pond. And those balls are sticky as well, I might add. I've never been to Ikea. There used to be a ball pond. The ones in London have huge ball ponds. I don't never think been we to have Ikea. one in Minneapolis. Never. You've never been? Never. If we go to the Mall of America... Never been. I shall take you into Ikea and I'll treat you to some meatballs and a oh, go of food on. I'll bring you there just for lunch. I love mm, the it, fact. A furniture store has a food court? Oh, it's so good, Heather. Yeah, it is pretty decent. You, you should, you've got sandwich. Swedish heritage. Oh. You should be in there. You're Swedish, aren't you? Yes. Look at your blue eyes and your blonde hair. Look at you. I like Swedish meatballs. They're the best thing they're very good at Ikea. Gotta be better than nude fisk, isn't it? Christ. Oh. Nobody eats that. That's no, just... You... That's like a, what is it? What fear factor? That's what it is. That's what it's like. Fear factor. The I old read show. the ingredients mm-hmm. for making Ludafisk, and it could have been interchanged with making cement. The first thing or wanted, soap. Yeah, yeah, it wanted like it, the first lime. Thing it wanted was lime. Then there was some lime. I'm thinking, are you making soap? But people are eating this. You'd have to have cast iron guts. Have you ever eaten Ludafisk? My grandparents would eat it. Did you have some? Did you try? I it? tried it, and I couldn't get it down you know how i am on the show oh yeah we haven't mentioned snot and we and your that's jacket. what we're doing next week snot what, and Luda, we snot and we snot we and lutefisk <gasps> hang on that's one of the acts at the ren fest this year yeah. okay, what did Lutefisk. it taste like it i mean i know it's fish but jellied eel it doesn't have a, a lot of taste at that point because they boiled the living yeah, hell it's, out it's of it no intrinsic it's value it's like a gelatinous mass that you put my grandparents put Butter, salt, and pepper on it. Oh. Fish flavored fat. And it's a little, it's cod, so it's not. Fish flavored fat. Yeah. It sounds like a night out in London on a Friday. Fish flavored fat. Yeah. Fish, fish flavored, flavored fat. fat. The three F's. You know, like the fat on a steak, but I eat that anyway because it's my favorite. You love the gristle. It's good on the grill. Yeah, but not, this is fish flavored fat. Well, the fat's where all the flavor is. But on it a doesn't want to go down. No, it comes it back. bites. Really? <laughs> like raw oysters. Well, they just slide oh, down. I'd rather eat You mean like I the contents of a spittoon? I love oysters, in fact. You know, you, you, if you yeah. want to... Yeah, you take one Slime. little small... I mean... It just all goes down in one big lump, even if you just want a small swig. It's like trying to... Uh, I was going to say farmer's blow. There you go, Michelle. We call that a... Dust, <laughs> that's a dustman's <laughs> blow in Britain. That's what we call that. Farmer's <laughs> blow. Oh. Lovely. I think I saw a video called Little that green one. one. So what else is going on? With hangers on. Yeah. Yes, I get the idea. Hmm. Well, they said, the homeware group said Saturday that it would take even more careful security and public cleanliness. Well, that's convenient. Cleanliness yeah. measures. Lovely. And encouraged all customers to browse stores in an orderly and civilized way. Well, we kind of went over that. Orderly, civilized, not going to happen not if you're wanking. masturbating. This on... is in Japan, right? China. China. They, they do yeah. things very orderly and civilized. Well, you have to. You have You'll end to. up in a salt mine somewhere. She's in prison in right Mongolia. now. Yeah, I bet she's out there digging mining salt. Digging ditches. Digging Making ditches. dildos. Lovely. Yeah. Great. Yeah, hand-sized dildos. Hand-sized. I hope they're American hand-sized dildos. <laughs> And I hope they're like some sort of carpenter <laughs> or they're a tiler or something like that. Someone who's working with their hands. like Not like a carny at the fair with their little fingers, but a proper... Almost like a gorilla's hands. Yeah, orangutan. There you go. 
They need armatures inside dildos. Armatures? Yeah. So what you do can you do with bend them? You go around corners. Articulators? Yeah, articulated armatures. It's like that remote control. This show's getting yeah, away from me. I think so. Yeah, and then if you break it, like when the banjo breaks. Yes, the what? angel's banjo. Yeah. Wow. I, I have nothing left to say. This we should away be from designing it. It's escalated. Stuff. Well, we had a... did that contest. I'm sorry, we're not space. even listening. To <laughs> Are you here? I'll Who go and make a other... cup of tea then, shall I? Who's that other voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got Lovely. stuff to do. Sorry, Adrian. That's all right. I'll watch the video. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, the identity of the woman and the person who filmed it have not been revealed. Some Chinese social media users have speculated it was a store in... The Guangdong province. Long Damn Dong. you, Guangdong. At least it wasn't Wuhan. <laughs> all the shit happens there. It yeah, does. all the shit happens in the Guangdong. <laughs> yeah. Three-headed yeah. three pigs. Yeah, all yeah. sorts going on in Four-eyed cows. Yeah. Yes, yes, I think there must be a lot of pollution in the you air. You Guangdong. <laughs> I'm not a Guangdong. How dare you, madam? That's your new nickname. You can be. I'm King Ding Dong if you want to go down that road. I have a t-shirt to prove it. Guang Dong Silver. Wow. Long Dong Silver. Guang Dong. Well, maybe the woman. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Fleshy minnow. Oh. Mini had a heart as big as a whale. Hidey 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 hidey. Holy 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 (laughs) holy. I love this show. I've no idea what's coming next. No. It's bizarre. Surreal. Keep going, Morris. There's a story in there somewhere. Chub. Oh, I've got a chub. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I've got a nice pike you can look at. Yeah. Lutefisk. Wow, I've got a musky. <laughs> Your name on it. Don't musky. worry about that. Yeah. What is that ugly fish called? There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of ugly fish. No, the one that Did has like... The Jimmy Durante nose. Oh, it's like oh, a blobby kind that of thing. Yeah, is it the cool. blobfish? Do I look like a man who knows about marine activities? Do I look like I've studied marine biology? I can't remember. What I don't that see fish what the purpose called. of that is. <laughs> well, the woman you'll be happy to know was later identified as an amateur adult film Your star mother. known as Full Five. She can get the full five inches in there? Full Maybe it's fingers. the full five finger. Yeah, I think oh. that's a, that's a full five finger Betty. I think is what they call Sticky her. Vicky. <laughs> that's disgusting. Full five? Wow. That's the name of a band. I don't want that. No. Well, a full no. five inches. That would be terrible. <laughs> can you take a full five inches? Or should I just put half in? <laughs> Jeez. Lovely. That's our new band name. Uh, a full five inches. A full five Betty. <laughs> I still think Tesla Monkeys was a better Tesla suggestion. Monkeys. Well, you know how this is going to go. Baffled users Badly. online also pointed out that nobody is wearing face masks in the video, suggesting it was filmed before <laughs> the coronavirus outbreak, which brought China to a standstill well, the shops would be from closed. late January. IKEA yeah, is I not know. considered to be a essential essential shop, is it, I would think? No well, everybody needs furniture and meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. And loot fisk. This woman is so brave I don't understand. She's 
doing it in the broad daylight, one of the customers said. In the broad daylight. Yeah. Yes. No, she's abroad in the daylight. Yeah. See how that works? Yeah. There are so many people oh, around the go. world. I just don't understand. It's not the first explicit video to cause a stir in China's tightly controlled social media platforms. A Beijing branch of the Japanese clothing chain Uniglo. Unique glow. Unique glow. Something like that. Became infamous in 2015 after a clip of a couple having sex in one of its changing rooms went viral. Police arrested five people. That's not a couple, that's five. That's a gangbang. To be fair, you've got lighting. That's a crowd. Sound, cinematography, yeah. and a director. Yeah. And the fluffer. The fluffer. And the guy who owns the donkey. And the camel. Yeah. And Bringing the, the camel back around. Don't be doing that in Las Vegas. You get arrested. Yeah. Yeah. This story seems to be going on forever. Yeah. Police arrested <laughs> five people or the group or five, the sound three, guy. Five. Five, five. finger. <laughs> the full five. Rosie Palmer and her five sisters. Incl- wait. It says including the couple in the video. So that's seven. There. Five plus two is seven. We're almost going to need a minibus. Or a calculator. Over the matter. Abacus. While Uniqlo (laughs) firmly denied that it was a publicity stunt. A plub. Publicity. I love those publicity stunts. The clip severely violated socialist core values, said the Chinese Cyberspace Administration. Chinese citizens can face up to 10 days administrative detention for deliberate public nudity. So no streaking unless you want to end up. What do they get for accidental public nudity? Life. Wow. While those who upload and disseminate obscene content online face up to 15 days of detention and a maximum of fine of. 3,000 yuan or $1.50. Wow. When there's dissemination everywhere. That's a clean up. Disseminate. The dissemination. <laughs> Disseminate. It was Disseminate. All, all over the place. Exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd share that with you. What is she doing over there? Or I have no idea. See what I no. Wow. Thank you for joining us in our round of Not For Your Mother. That took a strange turn and got away from me somewhat at the end, but I hope you enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to spread the word. Join us again at the same place next time. We appreciate your continued support and patronage. Enjoy yourself and have a great time this evening. Many thanks. Bye-bye. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores. I can't believe it's the end, by the way. This is ridiculous. In last place with the K2 meter... And the dead battery is myself. I never got off of A4. I get to do the washing up with an old granny called Adele and the chance to boil my dad's socks. So that's a nice evening for me. In second place tonight is Michelle. She scored herself a rather sexy bottom heavy rounded six. She gets a night of banging and the willies in a closet in West London. So a normal Friday night for her. But tonight for our series four episode number one. In me splendid first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera with eight magical and symmetrical points is Miss Heather Morris. She gets a night with a mummy 
and an Egyptian high priestess. Don't look, Mary. Do not fear, <laughs> listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. I really mean that. Let's get a lot of people tuning in to the Digistream network. And you can contact me anytime. Why not write to me this week, and I will start reading those out again on our mailbag section. You can write to me at more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I would appreciate that, and I look forward to hearing those things. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Brian Sterling, Vite, and Helen Wario, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode we appreciate your continued support and your patience you just feel like one big happy family to me it's been a privilege to do this over the last eight years and we're happy to keep continuing what a joy how much fun do we have in here i love it it's ridiculous should be made legal it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night